Welcome to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks, to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine, and of course, shocked to life by Rely On Lithium Batteries. I love Kenneth Grover to death. I, I really do. And it, it's just it's just me, CB, and, and David tonight. Um, we may have a, a guest or two jump on here in a few minutes, but it's just the two of us tonight because... Mr. Duran is tied up with uh, work stuff, and Mr. Grover is up at Dale Hollow getting ready for the Toyota Series event that actually starts today as you listen to this. But I get this text today about, um, I don't know, about 245 that says, CB, filmed in Eufaula and practiced two days on Dale Hollow. Three hours to recharge and replaced 34 amp hours. Still had 66% battery remaining. Also, before I left the water, I tested max speed, and it was 3.3. This morning, I tested max speed after fully charged, and it was 3.4. Practically no loss of power. Folks, I mean, I can I can show you the, the text, wherever my camera is right there. You can see it, and he's got the little deals from his app. But, I mean, I think I've sold Kenneth Grover on rely on batteries and dual pro battery chargers i mean i don't know but i just i feel like he's comfortable with the equipment he's running now what do you think david yeah you know kenneth is you know well as we heard last week with our under armor stuff he's very detail oriented and very particular <laughs> with what he is looking for so for him to and, and I know some people were, were iffy about, you know, making that jump to lithium, but I think that once he made the jump, it's kind of like he fell on that rabbit hole. Oh, he did. You know? He did. It only, <laughs> it, it only takes one time in a boat and then going back and recharging to see what you got and uh, to, to be able to really enjoy what you have. And uh, check him out online, relyonbattery.com slash anglers channel. And you can use the code Angler's Channel for 10% off your battery purchase. And they've got free shipping. If you missed what I just said, don't rewind. There will be a commercial in about 15 minutes, and you can hear it all again right there. So, um, But it is March 31st as you listen to this. Uh, again, just me and David tonight. Uh, the other two from the circus, they are tied up and busy. And uh, we are excited you guys have decided to join us for this week's show. I'm going to go ahead and push the button because I got a guy, I think like one of only like two or three pro staffers <laughs> on the entire Anglers Channel team. And I mean, it's our buddy, Ryan McCarthy. There he is. How are you, bro? Can you hear me? I can hear you. How I'm, are y'all? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Ryan McCarthy from are you in North Carolina or Virginia? Where where's home for you? Remind me again. I'm from Warrington, Virginia. That's right. In Virginia. Virginia. And um I get this text Saturday afternoon, uh, David, as I'm finishing up ABT, that uh our buddy here has just brought home about what seven grand in cold hard cash there. Um, thanks to a win on the major league fishing Phoenix Boats Bass Fishing League. 
Shenandoah Division on my home lake from years and years and years ago <laughs> over on Bugs Island Kerr Reservoir. But you had a really good weekend, didn't you? It was absolutely phenomenal. One that I actually didn't dream about. Really? Didn't think you'd do it? Yeah, Kerr was simply a survival. The rest of the tournaments, I'm I, I'm either familiar with the Potomac and Smith Mountain Lake. Uh, only fished the James a couple of times, but um, it fishes a lot like the Potomac. I think I can do well enough to uh, to to get the points necessary to get into to the regional. So right. yeah, Kerr was simply a survival tournament. <laughs> so what changed from survival to seventeen point oh five pounds and seven thousand dollars later? Uh, so uh, I got one day of practice. I drove. Uh, in the middle of the night, all the way down there, got to uh, Nutbush around, you know, six thirty. Uh, drove in the rain, got there, uh, took my cover off, started fishing. Um, I had a, a a good buddy of mine. He was uh, joining as a co angler. He went fishing. He went practicing with me. Uh, I decided to just stay close to the ramp. We ran up to maybe the third cove on the south side of the lake and uh or on the west side of the lake but the south side bank right and uh his third cast he caught a he caught a a pretty decent two pounder uh a fat two pounder on a rattle trap right on a bush right and on a, on a lay down and so at that point he, he got it in we saved it out of another tree um and the, the fish came in the boat and we saw that he had a completely red upper lip okay and he said, man, they're eating crawfish. <laughs> so I then picked up my red jackhammer chatterbait and we went just fishing around that cove. Uh, probably 10 minutes later, I caught a decent keeper, probably about a two and a half pounder on red jackhammer, but it was up shallow. And the, the biggest part of the practice day Friday was it was super cloudy. Right. The water temp was about 54 degrees when we launched. It was super cloudy all morning. The wind was blowing about 15 miles an hour consistently. Um, Kerr, Kerr was full-blown, grown up. We ran all the way up to the other end of the lake. And it, it was, uh, I felt like I was back on the Potomac when the, when the tide was going against the wind. Yeah. And uh, so I, we fished uh, several coves like it. Um, in that area of the lake, uh, within a mile of Nutbush, and I started making my way up Nutbush towards the main lake, and uh, we ended up all the way up in uh, um, in Grassy Creek. I was going to say, if, if you're not and, fishing grassy this time of year, I won't come to Warrington, <laughs> Virginia, and smack you, son. That's my creek, by so, God. <laughs> so, so what we learned was. It, we had had a lot of rain. It was it was pretty muddy. The water was definitely warmer. Um, it was up in the in the afternoon. The sun came out and we got up to uh, sixty and a half degrees. Okay. So I said, you know, the, the fish should be here, but we weren't catching them. It, it was extremely windy. I was throwing. We were throwing spinner bait. We were throwing a chatter bait. We were throwing a rattle trap, and it was it, it wasn't working for me. So I said, I've had enough of this. We caught fish down lake. 
I'm going to go figure out what they're doing down there. Right. I said, it, it's a clo- it's not a far run. I'll get more fishing time. So let's run back down and I'm going to figure something out. Well, it wasn't 145. We left up there, ran all the way down. I stopped at one place halfway back uh, from grassy um, to, you know, nutbush ramp and put the boat down. We fished for 10 minutes. I, I didn't like it. We ran all the way back down. I ran to a creek just north of Nutbush, pulled up. Um, and so the key to my earlier practice um, in the day was fishing the west side of the lake and fishing the south bank. Okay. The south bank was protected by the wind. So fishing the south bank, we had pretty good luck. So I went to the last one of the last coves right before Nutbush, and there was a laydown tree that was the tip of it was probably out in the six foot of water and about the last third of the tree was in the part of the water that wasn't muddied up by the red clay bank. Okay. And I picked up, I picked up a missile baits, uh, green pumpkin, half ounce flipping jig with my, my favorite Bass Pro Shop elite chunk. <laughs> uh, I dyed the, I dyed the uh, claws orange. I have it right here. Oh, wow. You can see. Sweet. So a nice little, a nice little flipping jig. I, I, I prefer the flipping jig over a full size football jig. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when the full size jig isn't getting them, I, I always have confidence in that flipping jig. The missile base flipping jig, for some reason, just flat out catches them. Sure. All times, I'll throw it anywhere. And so I picked that up. I flipped it on the end of the bush, and my line just starts walking off. And <laughs> I, I told my buddy, I said, "He's got it. He's got it. He's got it." And he walked off with it about 35 yards. Wow. And I, I, I tried shaking him off for about a minute and a half. He wasn't coming off. So I said, you know what? We'll see what he weighs. And I set, a, I set the hook into him. My buddy looked at me and said, you don't do that in practice. <laughs> <laughs> I, brought, I, brought him, I got him up and he weighed two, two pounds, three quarters. On my scale, I used the uh, Rapala scale. It saves all the weights. He was 275. Gotcha. And so I said, that's good enough for me. I said, we're going to spend the last hour. I wanted to be off the water by four. We had a half hour drive to our, our, our Airbnb. I said, we're going to spend the last hour driving around the lake within three miles, hit every cove, and I'm going to mark every laydown that sticks out in the water that I believe is in at least four foot of water. There you go. So I drove every cove in that place to find every laydown. I probably marked about 75 laydowns at stuck out into the water wow so my game plan um after that we put it on the boat we put it on a trailer and went home and my plan that day was to throw a throw a rattle trap throw a a jackhammer uh fire crawl chatterbait in the morning and then go flipping well something about that something about that plan just didn't sit right with me the the two fish that we caught were smaller on the, were smaller on the moving bait, and the conditions were perfect. You know, seven mile an hour winds, same wind direction, um, and so I said, you know, two and two and three quarter pounder is you know, I thought would cash a check. Sure, get about thirteen pounds, cash a check, uh, which ultimately it did. Uh, it took. I, I believe just 12 pounds to, to cash a check on the boater side. Right. And so I decided, you know, the, the jig's not going to get set down all day. I'm not going to pick anything <laughs> else up. So 
you know, I, everybody says when it's your time, it's your time. And I can say this finally, that Saturday was my time because nothing went wrong. I pulled up to the first bush, the first bush I pulled up to in the morning. I was, I was boat 90. So that was my other worry is there was 103 boats. I was boat 90. I said, I have two primary areas. One, the first cove I want to go to is one bush, one bush only. My second cove is a couple good bushes. And then I want to expand on that area in that, in that cove. Cause there, there's some other good stuff sure. that I hadn't practiced. So I set down my boat at the first brush pile that morning and I caught the exact same fish I stuck the day before. No, are you serious? On my second flip. <laughs> he, he picked up my, I, I flipped it the same hole. He picked up my jig. He walked off with it. I set the hook and I weighed him 2.75. Same fish. I Beyond a shadow of a doubt. Um, so That's awesome. I picked up the pulling motor and I said, hey, we're moving to the next spot. Every brush pile was a one, a one fish deal mm. all day long. So I said, we're moving. Went to my, went to my actual primary area, uh, pulled up there. The second bush I flipped into caught another decent one. So I then expanded in that cove, uh, went around the corner. My co-angler caught two uh, small keepers. And I went just past where I stopped practicing. And I pulled my jig off of uh, the bank. And I had seen on my active target. Uh, I'm, I'm new to the active target game. I got it a couple months ago. I've been, I've been practicing a lot with it, just right. looking, feeling it out. It's awesome brushing deeper in a little bit deeper water, about six to eight foot of water. And I, I just slid my jig down to it and the line walk, and then my bait walks off. And I set hook into him at a four, uh, a 4.10. I land him. Wow. Wow. So I got two, I got three now in the boat. I'm probably around, eight and a half pounds. Uh, I keep going down that bank about 10 minutes later, I catch another one, uh, about two and a half. So I was up around 11 and a half at that point. Um, my co-angler ended up catching two more in that same cove. Uh, we maxed out, we got all the way to the back. I had nothing else. So I decided to run to, uh, another area that I had caught a fish in practice. And so we went in there. My co-angler uh, caught a small keeper on a shaky head. He was dragging a shaky head behind me all day because sure. I was flipping a jig. Right. And uh, so he caught a small keeper. And so I was stuck at four fish at 9.15. And so I just said, you know what? I marked 75 brush piles yesterday. We're just going to run and gun every single one until about 2 o'clock. So it was 11.15. I was like, you know, two hours, two and a half plus hours. We're just going to run and gun from brush pile to brush pile. Uh, I pulled in the Satterwhite Creek and um, where I had about 40 brush piles marked uh, lay, or lay downs off the tree, off right. the bank. And uh, the first one I pulled up to, I caught my fifth fish. He was my smallest keeper of the at the time uh, at a 185, but the very next brush pile I pulled up to, I caught another two and a half pounder. So I was able to call him out. So at, at, at this point though, I mean, are you just relieved to have five at this point? Man, I, yeah, absolutely. I was, I was around that when I called out or when I got the 185, yeah, I was sitting around 11 pounds. And the only thing in my mind was one brush pile is going to, going to make this interesting. Sure. 
Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, I, I figured at least 14 pounds, no doubt, would cash a check. Right. Um, my belief was 18 or 19 was going to win it. So 14 pounds, I was pretty confident paying 20 boats would, ca- would cash a check. Sure. But I got to go back. My whole my whole thing was just to get points. I was just surviving. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say survival mode right now. So let's just let's get points and we'll keep on rolling. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now we're fishing free. I, the the uh, that fifth fish took all the weight off the shoulders. Um. But but I still wanted to get my co angler a fifth fish. Right. So, uh, we were still head down grinding. Um, I cold out the one eighty five pretty quickly with a two and a half. So uh, I was sitting um close to 13 and uh we went we went a pretty decent while it seemed like everybody i talked to had a lull from about 12 30 to two o'clock mm-hmm. um about 2 30 uh, i ran back to my primary area where i caught the 410 and i caught a 275 and i kept catching a two and a half pounder and he didn't help me. It was I had my smallest was like a two forty nine on my scale, and I kept catching a two forty two, a two a two forty seven, a two forty one, and all I could imagine was like, man, I'm just ruining my co English chance of having a good day, you know? None of these fish are gonna, none of these fish are helping me. Don't worry and, about him, dude. Uh, just go fishing. Don't worry about him. So, so, so we kept, so we we kept just grinding it out, and. uh so I was sitting somewhere right around um, like 14 pounds with a couple of coals throughout through that that creek, and uh, it's about 3:20. And my co-angler looks at me and he said, "Dude, you're like one four pounder away from making this seriously interesting." And uh, <laughs> he said, "You're at 14. You're at 14 and some change. 14 and a half right now. A one four pounder, and you call out a two and a half. You're gonna be you're gonna be sitting pretty." Sure. So. No sooner I said, man, I'm going to go back to the same brush pile that I caught that 410 and we're going to milk it for 20 minutes. After this, I have one brush pile that we caught that I caught my first fish the very first uh, set down in the morning. I said, I feel like that tree could reload. I said, but we're going to give this last brush pile 20 minutes and then we're out. I had the last flight check in. Right. So I pulled up to that last that 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 spot right there in the cove where i caught the 410 my second flip up on the bank i drug it three quarters of the way to the boat i hit the brush pile no sooner than the brush pile it hit the brush pile my my jig just walked off again <laughs> i set the hook she come up to the top and i i said oh no this is interesting now <laughs> well, luckily got her into the net and my co-angler looks at me and says, if you didn't think it was over before, it sure is now. Oh, wow. And I said, I said, no, man, I got, I got a two and a half. She's probably five. I got a two and a half pound coal. I'm going to be sitting at, you know, upper 16s. So I called, I called the a 249. I weighed her and she weighed 489. Wow. So that took, that took my scale to 1676. And he said, man, he said, you just came here for points. This is going to get real interesting. <laughs> <laughs> points and seven so, grand is what it sounds like. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I instantly, like, I had to call my wife and be like, "Hey, you better make sure the kids are watching." So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna for sure have a top ten here. Right. And so I took my co angler back to the other brush pile, 
And I said, man, you're one four pounder. You're one three pounder away from winning this thing. Like, like you make a flip. I'm going to run the trolling motor. I'm going to put you on it. Sure. So he made about 10 flips, nothing. So we packed it up. We headed in for the weigh in, saved us a few minutes uh, to get back in. And uh, fortunately, my 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 good friend I travel with, he took my keys to my truck that morning. <laughs> so he had an earlier check-in. So I called him. I said, hey, bring my truck down. And he said, all right, no problem. I said, what's winning? And he said, 14-12. <laughs> I said, well, I'm the last flight. I said, I'm the last flight. And this looks pretty decent. And he said, did you sack them up? And I said, well, my scale says 16.75, so you tell me. Wow. And so I, yep, put the boat on the trailer, took it on the way in, and uh, as I'm as I'm putting my fish in the in the uh, in the bucket so they could check them alive and um, make sure they were of size, I asked the uh, the official there. I said, "Hey, what's what's the big bass here?" And he looked in the bucket and he said, "That one right there." And I said, "No way." I said, "No way." I said, no way. He's like, he's like just under five pounds. There ain't no way. Somebody caught a six, throwing a spinner bait, a, a crank bait. Somebody caught a decent one. Sure. He said, no, I'm telling you, I've seen every, I've seen every fish come, go across scale today. That's a big fish right there. And so I walked up on stage, um, weighed the fish. I was amazed. They actually weighed 17.5. And I said, you know, I got, I think I got a big fish. So I weighed in. Unfortunately, it was just under five. It was fourteen or four five, four fifteen. Four fifteen, right? But it's um, a five pounder in David's book. I took so. it. <laughs> yeah, at that point, at that point in time, you know, I had taken the lead after you know five flights and you know number six rolling to the scales. I I had you know over a two pound lead, and so the rest is history. I I, I told uh, I told Brad Callahan. I said he asked me to uh, at some point still during the way and he said hey bring your truck and your uh your boat down here because you're phoenix uh you know a, a phoenix contender he said i need to examine your boat and truck and i said man you're gonna jinx me <laughs> and he said no just, just bring it on down here so in that time somebody weighed a 17 pound bag and uh luckily i was not there to witness it <laughs> i was gonna ask have uh were you there when marty weighed that 17 pound bag again and, and how did that feel so no, I, I was not there. I, I was there uh, when the uh, gentleman weighed, I forget his name, but he weighed 15.6, I believe. Yeah. I was there. I saw him carrying his bag down the hill, and I got pretty nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, you're just there for points, dude. I mean, you know, you're I, just there for points, and, you know, anything over points is gravy, right? Well, I told at, at that point, you know, um, not being greedy by any means, but I told my buddies, I said, I don't want the little trophy that says MLF. I want the one with the fish on it. <laughs> Dude, I'm with you. If you're going to get some hardware, by God, get the good hardware, right? <laughs> yeah, I want, the, I want the one with the fish on it, not not the MLF one. That's that's awesome. So 17.5 for the win and a big fish at 415. Now, where did your co-angler finish? My co-angler got tenth. Tenth. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, he wasn't and, uh, he wasn't far out at all at eight thirteen. So he know, got paid too. Is, uh, funny enough is uh, his first BFL ever. He uh, a phenomenal fisherman. Like uh, I, I wish the guy lived closer. 
he he would be a, he would be a regular fishing partner of mine. He's an awesome guy, <laughs> Justin Justin Faison, man, just amazing. Turns out he uh, he fishes or he was staying with all the guys that I fished the elite uh, Virginia Elite Seventy with. Okay, uh, who run the tournament? Uh, he was staying with uh, Jacob Prosnick's brother Ryan, uh, so he knows all the same the same guys I know. But I just never, never crossed paths. And man, we just had a blast. Not only were we catching fish all day long, whether they helped us or not, we just had a blast. And that's uh, the best part. The coolest part, the coolest part was after looking at, looking at, you know, all the standings at the end of it, you know, uh, six teams, six teams in the entire tournament had a boater and a co angler five bass limit. Wow. 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 And we were one of those. Um, and we had the highest combined weight. So not only was it cool that I was able to do it myself and take the home the win when I was just surviving, but my co-angler <laughs> had a great finish. Uh, we just had a blast of a day. It, when everything, we, neither one of us lost a fish, neither one of us broke a fish off. It was, it was your day to be. It was your day. That's awesome. So you got what Smith Mountain Lake and then the Potomac and James River coming up. So you're spread out a little bit, but I mean, you feel pretty good about those, right? And you've already qualified for the for the regional, right? Yeah. So um, actually, I made the decision today uh, while at work, and uh, now now that I fully qualify through the Shenandoah, I got to fish one more and pay for the others. I'm still going to fish all five okay. in the Shenandoah. Uh, but I'm going to also now fish the Piedmont division okay. and with all my buddies. And if I happen to be so fortunate enough to qualify, I'll worry about a decision of which regional I want to fish. The Piedmont regional is on the river on Potomac river <laughs> and the Shenandoah is on uh, Lake Murray. So hey, I, I would like to worry about which regional at that time. Hey David, I, I, I pull up the schedule for Piedmont. Guess what's on May 2nd. What's Cur- like, I just saw Lake. Cur- Cur- Lake, Bugs Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think somebody's gonna be throwing a jig around Bugs around lay down trees on uh, Bugs Island May second? I do. I, it's that guy right there. <laughs> and the uh, I, I tell you what. And the two days there. So I'll, I'll tell you what. The uh, everybody was doing the same thing. I couldn't catch a fish out of any buck brush or any willow trees. Right. They had to be actually lay downs out in the water. And uh, I, I honestly think. Come May 2nd, those fish are probably going to be about in the same position they were this weekend. They're just going to be post-spawned. Sure. Sure. I, that's all. I, 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 ha- I don't have enough experience there in that time, but I'm going to give it an honest effort when I go out and practice to see if they are. Sure. Sure. That's uh, that's awesome. So, I mean, you, dude, you're, you're having a heck of a year so far, and you're just getting started. We're just getting started. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. Now, how old are your kids? I have a nine, a five, and a nine-month-old. Wow. wow. Do you not know what? Pattern. Do you not know what causes that? <laughs> I, have, I have. It's not. It's not lack of fishing. <laughs> well, how did they react? Well, the two oldest ones, the nine-month-old, not sure what's going on yet. But how did they react when they watched you on live? My wife videotaped it, and my kids were just screaming in the background as they were watching it. That's awesome. That's. And, uh, I I got a phone call when I about the time I got in my truck to make the three out three and a half hour trek home, and my wife says, "Thank goodness you won two trophies, the big bass and the and the first place trophy, because they they couldn't decide 
after <laughs> fighting it out of who was going to have the trophy in the room. Who's going who's gonna to get which one? <laughs> that's the uh, that's the best part about that deal, dude. That is absolutely awesome. Well, congratulations on the win. That's that's incredible. And thanks for flying the Angler's Channel flag, dude. I love it. Absolutely. Loud and proud all the time. <laughs> that is cool. Well, promise us that you'll check in. Do I know? Maybe one of these days I'll get a hat and a T-shirt. Hey, you know what? I know a guy. By God, I know a guy. T-shirt I don't know about, but a hat. I know a guy with a hat. So uh, I'll make sure David gets your address and gets in you one. So, no, that's, uh, we'll take care of you on that. So the, the funniest part of it all, man, is when, when it's your time, it's your time. And I, I've been meaning to tell you. It doesn't mean much now. <laughs> Uh, but with the holidays and COVID, I was meaning to tell you, you should have a, uh, a guest picker once a month and to do your guest picks. And then you come out with that, uh, with the, with the, you pick them. Yeah. And, and the week, the week that I win her, I, I hit one dead on the nail at seven, 17, 20. You did. <laughs> you I did. was going to say, I was going to say, I think that getting that one point brought you some good luck. That's it. <laughs> oh, he has two points for that one, dude. He, he nailed it. <laughs> That's right. He got two points. But Chris Pease blew everybody out of the I water this, the, this month. So the, the, David, the only, the only bad part is when he announced it on the show, he said a first time, a first time picker. And I am the most loyal listener. <laughs> Did I did I, did I call you did, did I call you a yeah. first time picker? Did you know, I? Yeah, dude, I'm sorry. Yeah, I cut CB some slack. It's CB, you know. <laughs> I know, <laughs> dude. There's listen, listen. I got 380 emails coming to me every week with the dadgum you pick them numbers, and I'm trying to key all that stuff in. So, dude, I I, I apologize. I did I didn't mean to call you a newbie. I know you're the most loyal guy we got. I appreciate that more than you know. I promise I've you. Listened to, so. I've listened to every episode religiously. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> thank that's you. that yeah, thank you. That's time you'll never get back, Ryan. I'm sorry. You'll never get that time back. Now I gotta ask you this though. I gotta ask you this, because there was a big announcement uh yesterday as we as we or today as we record this. But um how far are you from Lake Hartwell? Um I would say Eight, eight, eight and a half hours, maybe just oh, a guess, wow. a rough okay. guess. Okay. So you're, you're way over in Virginia. I mean, if you tell me English Channel is going to, <laughs> going to the 2022 Bassmaster Classic, I'll be there. Well, by God, you got an invitation, my friend. You, <laughs> me, and David, we're, we're going to kill it. How about that? You, you, you good with that? Yeah. You tell me, you tell, yeah. If, if I, if you, if, if the ticket's there, I'm in. Dude, ticket's there. I got you. I got you. I know a guy. So, I know a guy. And uh, I can tell you this. I can take some pretty good pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we got a challenge. Bring it, son. Let's go. We can do that. (laughs) No, I'm I'm definitely not. I'm not CB CB caliber picture photographer. Oh, I'm not either. I'm not like on the the cover of Bassmaster. Well, you know, (laughs) blind squirrel finds an acorn every now and again, brother. That's all I can tell you. So <laughs> that's all I can tell you. Well, dude, I tell you what, um, 2022 classic at Hartwell. It's on me. You're coming. You're, you're going to be part of the English channel team there and we're going to have a ball. How's that? I'll be there. And I'm still coming to Gunnersville in 2021. Oh my God, you better, you better. You let me know when you're coming and we'll go. So 
I'm still coming to Gunnersville. I might even fly David back down for that one, and we'll and we'll just all have a big time. So we'll have a big time. Of course, he beat he beat Kenneth a couple weeks ago, so he may beat us all. <laughs> but um, we'll definitely do I, that. I heard that. I, I, uh, he, Kenneth, Kenneth quickly glanced over how bad the how bad the lunch break was, and he had to uh, he had to uh, put a hurting on David other ways. You know, you know when it's bad when Kenneth Grover stutters and he blows through a segment that fast. You know it's bad. So that uh, that that's you know when when we're all on a group text and uh, we probably should add you to that too. But we're all on a group text and and it didn't get talked about for a long time. You know that, that weekend. So it was uh, it was pretty funny. But uh, well, do promise me this. Promise me you'll check back in with us. Uh, throughout the season and let us know how things are going and, and i'm serious about 2022 we're going to have you at hartwell for that event i'll be at hartwell i actually happened to uh be driving down uh to auburn alabama one time for Uh-oh. a buddy's wedding Uh-oh. and i drove right across hartwell and i i didn't even really realize it until i was coming back <laughs> that but, happens uh, that happens i i will be there i will be there and uh i one more thing sure uh the sound effects these days are on point. And <laughs> I just, just want to hear David. I just want to hear David call out Kenneth one time and say about his fishing. That's sexy. Thing is sexy. Sexy. <laughs> that right there. There you go. That's it. There you go. Yeah. Sexy. Yep. sexy. I tell you what. I appreciate. Uh, I appreciate. I've been working really hard on my sound drops. So I appreciate the uh, – I appreciate somebody appreciating them. I, I, did, I have gotten a few texts saying that the sounds were good or are getting better. So um, I appreciate the, uh, the the kind words there, brother. Dude, thanks for being part of the show tonight. Uh, congratulations on your win. Stupid excited for you. I got you a hat in the mail, and uh, we'll find you. What size T-shirt you wear? Oh, probably about a, a, a medium like David. <laughs> medium. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need when to I, eat when something I, when, I, when i yeah i i love the i love the uh the when i get my rely ons i can take a david out of my boat that's exactly right that's what happens you can you can literally take a david out of your boat or maybe a ryan you never put, know you guys don't weigh nothing when i yeah, when i take the rely ons out of my boat when i take the rely ons or my uh my lead acid and put rely ons in the back of my boat i'm gonna put a picture of david back there <laughs> that's a great idea that's a great idea. I love that. I love that. Dude, we got to run. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Absolutely. Hey, uh, one last thing. Yeah. It's freaking awesome that Bill Lowen finally got him a big blue trophy. Couldn't be more proud of him and happy for him. Uh, man, that, that man is one of the most deserving people on this planet. So He really hope is. To, hope to uh, see him on the English Channel here soon. Oh, absolutely. You, you, you just – you can, you can guarantee that for sure, brother, for sure. So, dude, take you care. Have a good night. You take too, care. buddy. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right, good talking you. you. See you, buddy. All right, bye-bye. Bye. There he is, Ryan McCarthy, our buddy, our loyal listener. I, I, did, I, I, I had no idea he was – you know, this was when I realized <laughs> – this was when I realized I could export all those names out of my web service right on my website, yeah. and then dump them into a file. Problem is, I'm not an Excel expert, so I'm lucky I even got the export right, right? So I'm having to go back to the old way of doing it where I knew who people were, who the new ones were, <laughs> and how I could 
organize it to make it actually work. So, but uh, Ryan, congratulations on your win. Excited to have you on the show. And um, I gotta go buy more hats now. Damn, everybody wants a hat, so we'll have to we'll have to buy some more hats on that one. So now, now I don't know if Kenneth has an English Channel logo on his jersey, but do you think that puts pressure on Kenneth now to, you know, bring a W home uh, as a Toyota series? I think you know, Kenneth Kenneth does have an English Channel logo on his jersey. Okay. I, I I don't know if it's bringing him the luck that he's bringing Ryan. <laughs> I'll put it to you that way. I don't know if it's going to bring him the luck, but um, we hope so. So let's uh, let's hope that works. Take a quick little break. When we come back, I don't know. Dave and I found something to talk about right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Hey, Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right, you know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglers channel and use our special promo code anglers channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mention they also offer fast and free shipping? You didn't, but even better. So hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Channel Insider Podcast brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more details at dualpro.com. If you don't believe me, send an email to fishingnorthalabama at gmail.com, and Kenneth will tell you all about his dual power, dual pro battery charger and his rely on batteries. It's like a rely on show tonight. So <laughs> we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll go that route. That's kind of cool. Um, before we get into the U Pickums and the, uh, Ranger boats bass wrap up, let's talk a little bit about, uh, the classic going to Greenville. I know we just talked about with, 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 uh, with Ryan there, but dude, classic going to Greenville and your past winners, right? Alton Jones, um, Casey Ashley, Jordan Lee, none of them going to be fishing it. 
There's no return winners at Hartwell in 2022. How about that? Uh, unless no, yeah, unlike so unless one of those guys decides to uh, sneak their way in and, and win a uh, open in some way, it's not going to be a repeat winner for I, at least I, a, a previous winner. I don't think anybody, any of those. Well, Casey might be fishing the opens. I think. Well, I think we saw. No, he's fished. That was the pro circuit that we saw him in yeah. on Smith Lake when he passed us. So no, I would imagine that. Um, it's going to be a first time we're there, at least on Hartwell for sure. But excited for Neil Paul, excited for Visit Anderson. Neil Paul is one of the hardest working dudes in this industry on the convention visitor bureau side with Visit Anderson. And I've always said, and I mean it, that's, you know, I mean, if I had another place I had to live, um, it'd be in Anderson County. That's a great, great location. And it's a sportsman's warehouse right down the road from the lake. Yeah. So get, Get all your goodies there, so that'll be um, that'll be a good, be a good event. Looking forward to that uh, next week. And JoJo Norwood has yep. even <laughs> volunteered to be my boat driver. So JoJo, you're you're up. You got it. So between you and Ryan McCarthy, we're gonna have a big time in Greenville uh, next. I don't year. think much work's gonna get done in the water. <laughs> we don't get much work done anyway. It don't really matter. So we're gonna we're gonna do that, and that's gonna be a lot of fun. So let's uh, let's jump into some of the uh, the Ranger Boats Bass wrap up there, bud, and uh, tell me what we got going on out of the U Pickums this past week. All right. So the first uh, event we had for our U Pickums from last week was the Major League Fishing Toyota Series on Lake Texoma, yep. and with a winning weight of forty two pounds and ten ounces, Evan Barnes took the overall win over on Texoma. I don't know Evan, but I've only, I mean, I've followed him on social and seen him with the guys from Geared. And I think he's all part of that, that middle, Ar that, that mid Arkansas uh, mm -hmm. group of guys, but seems like a really good dude. And so uh, excited for him. Uh, that's a big win. And I, I hate to say this. God, I hate to say this. This is going <laughs> to hurt. God, this is going to hurt. I'm like having to hug the microphone. Michelle Eichstead won that point overall. Overall won that point, 38-10. The rest of us were all over. Everybody was over. There's hardly anybody that was below mm -hmm. 42 pounds. But, uh, Michelle, congratulations. You get a point in the real game, and <laughs> you get to play in the big <laughs> show. The only one of us five who gets a point in the big game. Well, I know Kenneth got one one time. But uh, only one that got a point in the big game uh, this week, that was Michelle. So, of course, Michelle won our point as well amongst the, the four of us idiots, um, but uh, <laughs> five of us idiots. But, uh, yeah, so congratulations to her and to Evan Barnes. So, All right. So congratulations, uh, me or Michelle Eichstead. Never give up. <laughs> I gotta, That's my next sound bite right there. Never give up. I got to get that from Mike. So I had to reach into that. So. All right. She's excited too about uh, Hartwell. It's gonna be a party style, a party blonde girl behind the scenes style. Blonde girl party central. That's right. I mean, her and Kenneth are gonna have, or Kenny gonna have a big time. Let's do this. Let's put her and Kenneth with Kenny in a boat <laughs> to go out and do TV. Can you imagine if Kenneth not pulled his hair out by the time we come back? <laughs> 
and we're gonna hide a camera in the boat too outside the tv (laughs) camera to catch it all i just want to see his facial expressions when he's around her for a long period of time that's gonna be that's gonna be fun that's gonna be a lot of fun so all right what else we got all right the wild west bass trail guys are fishing out on the california delta in the pro-am event there and the winner of that three-day event with a 66.94 winning weight and he won it by just two hundredths of a pound wow over second place so like not even a drop of water i'm assuming at that point but harvey pulliam won the event there on the delta and the dude that weighed what like a 10.94 was he even in the top five that i don't know i know that uh well there's two guys that split the Big bass, so I that I don't have the actual weight for, but I'm wow. pretty sure I somebody yeah. I know somebody weighed like a ten pounder, and I'm not sure they were in the top five or not. It was he was top five. He just made it was ten a ten fifty eight. Ten fifty eight. John Pearl. Yeah. Okay, I knew I was close. I yeah. knew I was close. Well, Al Perry <clears throat> on the you pick him side won that one with a sixty six sixty seven. And I will tell you this: nobody nailed a, a weight this week. Nobody in okay. our group nailed a weight this week. But Al won that with 66.67, and I brought home that point with a 56.5. So does that currently bring you in a tie? With that, leaves me, that leaves me in a tie with, with KG. Yep. Okay. Currently. All right. And then I'm assuming it's a Chris Pease, right? Was it, he's, he's still leading Chris Pease so is leading with now? three points over okay. Charles Knowles, James Wright, Eric Storms, Wayne Taylor, Donnie Etchison, uh, and then Brandon Black, Scott Bazette, Josh Towsley, David Estes, Michael Havlett, <laughs> Lester Kern, Cranford, Harper, McCarthy, Michelle, Al Perry, Karcher. Uh, there's a Caden Duran in there. So, yeah, there's a whole list of people in, 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 in the one category. So Okay. All right. So moving on to our next event, the Lady Bass Anglers were fishing on Ray Hubbard. Yep. Not Ray Robert, but Ray Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Um, and former Bassmaster Classic qualifier, Miss Pam Martin Wells took the win there with a twenty nine forty two winning weight. Twenty nine forty two winning weight. Scott Karcher won the point for us with a twenty eight fifty six out of that group. So that threw Scott in the one point mix as well. And then, well, I grabbed that point too. Twenty eight fifty two for me Ooh. on that one. Yeah. So <laughs> that puts me ahead of KG at this point. So we'll see how that works out for him for the rest of the show. So, All right. So we stay in Texas for the Texas Team Trail event on Lake Amistad. And with a total of 23.46, which was a pretty big gap to second place, the team of Mike Perkins and Stan Gernzeel took uh-huh. the win there. And a notable name in the in the top three there is former Bassmaster uh, Classic winner uh, and Elite Series pro Denny Brow was third. Really, I did not. Yep. I did not see that. I yeah. did not see that. What did he, what did what did Brower have weight wise? Sixteen forty two. Okay, all right. I'm gonna start fishing a little 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 tough uh, the past couple of years, probably because the water being so low. But um, Dustin Dunford, congratulations! You grabbed a point with a twenty-three thirty-three, mm. and uh, and this week's you pick them, and then uh, Michelle 
She uh, she won that point with a twenty-one ten. Let's just say Michelle had a really big week this week. Okay, did she just wake up? That like the the, the white claws went through her veins enough. The white claws. She had enough white claw that it really <laughs> started to pay. She had enough that it was a, a, a it was complete luck, or she didn't have enough, and she could actually think about it. So that and that, that that very well may have been the case. So very well may have been the case. But twenty-one ten for Michelle. For her, so um, that's two points for Michelle, two points for me this week. And moving on to Silly Big Bass on Guntersville. Yep, um, good old Guntersville. uh, The person who took the – I don't know if – I'm assuming this is a big bass with Guntersville, but uh, with a 8.59, William Williams of Henderson, Kentucky, took the overall big bass at the Silly event there. With the amount of water – we have had flush through Gunnersville mm-hmm. over the past three weeks. And the amount of weather we've had in the past three weeks, I'm going to say that's a good fish for Gunnersville. And uh, so would Stephen Heath, who guessed an 845 in the U Pick'em. So mm-hmm. congratulations to Stephen. And then our own with an 8.17, Mr. David Jong grabs that point. Uh, How about that? So, still uh, the back of the bus, woo! but it's all right. Well, you know, and, and for Ryan, thing was sexy, sexy. <laughs> so you got to uh, you got to give that form right there. So, uh, so David, um, yes, still at the back of the bus, but a point to point, bro. You got to take it when you can. So I'll make it up this upcoming month, hopefully. You will. We'll see. <laughs> you will. I promise. So. All right, and then sticking with the whole big bass uh, theme here, the big bass tour was out on Lake Norman. And the winner there with a 628, he caught it on a uh, on Sunday. No, no, when he caught it, but he waited in during the 12 to 1 o'clock period there. Dwight Dellinger or Dellinger caught a 628 to take the win there. You know, on Norman, I'm going to take that. That's a good, that's a good solid fish for Norman. I know we saw a lot of threes and fours weighed. I was watching their Instagram stories and a lot of threes and fours weighed. Uh, but a 628 was good. Brian Wilson agrees with that with a 6.14. And I should disqualify Michelle for this because she is a local <laughs> to, to Lake Norman. But um, she won that point with a 510. Uh, so it's good. It sounds pretty close. So, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it's about right. So she was not drinking a White Claw when she guessed that one. I can promise <laughs> you that. And um, if White Claw is looking for a sponsorship, I don't drink them, but we do have Michelle that does. So I imagine we could probably work out a deal for this old podcast <laughs> here if uh, White Claw wants to get in the fishing industry. But um, so overall, uh, I do take the win. Out of our group, two months in a row. So mark that down in the history books. No asterisk or anything beside it. KG had six. Michelle had six. JD with three. And you with two, David. But I I, I see an uptick in your future. Mainly because I edit this show. So I think we can, uh, for the right price, we can work something out there uh, for sure. On the you pick him side, Chris Pease with three points who came out of nowhere nowhere last week and um and and grabbed three points out of that one when even when ryan mccarthy picked the ross barnett on the head uh you've got um he he's got three points there ryan had two 
Charles Knowles, James Wright, Eric Storms, Wayne Taylor, Donnie Atchison, again with two. Um, so great week. Chris Bees, look for an email from me shortly as uh, I do have the trophy downstairs. It's here, ready to ship out to you, along with a box of other goodies. So we will uh, we will get that to you, but um, big, big deal for there, for sure. Can we wrap it up with, since we're on the big bass uh, topic here, and I don't know, people winning stuff, can we look talk about that 1547? My God! Out of four? Yeah, the Bass Champs event, like a 1547, what? That, yeah. What was what was second place in that? Do you know? Uh, a ten thirty four. So a fifteen forty seven, dude. That is a that's a big fish. No matter where you go, and for fork this time of year, because you know, you know, on fork some of those fish have already spawned. There's already been two or three waves of fish that have come up, but a fifteen forty seven, and he caught that one on the second day or the second hour. He caught that fish. I think it's a one-day deal. But um, did, did, did have, you, have you seen anything on, on how he caught it or where he caught it? Mm-mm. I have not looked into it or, or seen anything yet. But Bat, no, I'm- Bass Champs used to have stories written, and um, they don't anymore, so I can't tell. We don't get a lot of detail um, on yeah. what's happening. But a 1547, of course, you can check it out, anglerschannel.com. It's up on the website uh, along with all the other um, – all the other uh, results there as well. So that was my God, dude. That that's about as big as you. Bigger, I think. At that case, <laughs> you know, fifteen forty-seven. <laughs> I can't even imagine how big. I mean, like, I, I yeah, fifteen forty-seven. That's that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. So, um, uh, it's it's very impressive, is what it is. So. Very impressive. Well, let's go ahead and jump into uh, the coast account down to blast off real quick. When we, we're going to take a little break, come back. I've got a, a couple of little news and notes I want to talk about. Mainly one that's really pissed me off that we that we really got to talk about, and you probably know what it, already know what it is. And no, it does this. It does not involve major league fishing. So uh, <laughs> we'll go that route. Well, let me jump over here real quick to the you pick you pick them contest. If you've not played the you pick them contest or you played and not submitted yet, you got until midnight tonight Wednesday to get your picks in. It's really easy. Anglerschannel.com backslash guess the weight. Or click on the contest tab on the menu bar up there. It'll take you straight to the page, and you put your name, your email. We don't sell those. We don't use those. We just simply let you know when the next one's coming. MLF Toyota Series on Dale Hollow. It actually starts on Wednesday, um, but uh, we're going to go ahead and leave it in there because I missed it, but we're going to leave it in there anyway. Pounds and ounces, three-day total winning weight. I have already put my weights in for this one. Um, I think, David, have you already sent yours in? Yes, I have. Okay, I haven't gone through all the emails yet. But <laughs> three-day winning weight, our very own Kenneth Grover is is fishing that one. Um, I so badly want to do a how does Kenneth finish in this deal. But as we're recording this, I get a text with a screenshot of Brian Thrift's uh, post from today, Tuesday, where he says, I'm going to catch 20 pounds a day at Del Hollow and zero in the tournament. Hashtag stupid smallmouth, where the largemouth at? <laughs> smallmouth had to be what? Do we know? Uh, Is it 15 or 18 the, inches in this one? There's a slot 
size, so I think it's like 16 or 20, you can't keep anything. So you have to, was it 21? And you only have to, and you can only have one, right? Yep. One yeah. over the 21 or the, the, the higher end on there. So yeah, it's really weird. So you could catch a, I guess you could have a big bass be a smallmouth, but you can't really win on an entire smallmouth bag there. No, you can't. So it's going to be, yep, uh, 21 is smallmouth. I had, Let's see. Uh, you gotta have a twenty-one, a twenty-one inch. That's right. I'm looking at Kenneth's deal now. Um, so yeah. So I mean, that's gonna be the guys that find the largemouth. That's gonna be the ticket there. So interesting to see how this one plays out. But Kenneth River pulling for you. We love you, buddy, and uh, hope you hope it all goes well. Um, and all right. So Collins Bash for Cash over on Kerr Reservoir. We just talked to Ryan McCarthy. Took 17.5 to win over there this past weekend. Single day winning weight. And if uh, if anybody listens to this podcast, we pretty much gave you the recipe on how to win this tournament. Okay? It's right here. This is what we do, damn it. Right here on the show, we're giving you the keys to the castle. Go figure it out. Um in pounds and hundreds, so make sure you get that one in. Then the Lake Norman Shrine Club, uh, single day winning weight for that one. Uh, that's going to be an interesting little derby as well. <laughs> what are you laughing about over there? Because if you look at, I don't know if that's a sign, like, you know, you have, you know, because each week, if you, for those that aren't listening, I don't play with the you pickums. CB gives a little example so that you know what format it is, and he puts nine point five for you know the example for Lake Norman. So I was just laughing to see if that's the what he thinks is the winning weight. That's good. Well, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll really be honest with you. I had a twenty-two hour day on Saturday, and uh, up at three and in the bed at um, well two? about one fifteen, two o'clock, somewhere <laughs> in there on Sunday morning. And so I did this Sunday afternoon, and I wasn't fully coherent when I did all this and I may or may not have changed the weights on some of these. So, but that could be a pretty good indication on what it could take. I'm just going to be honest with you. So, uh, late Norman Shrine club, single day winning weight, love to know what you got there. Uh, going back with the fishing stuff, extreme team group on Dardanelle, uh, April 3rd, it's a one day deal, single day winning weight there. That could be interesting. A lot of rain, a lot of weather, a lot of muddy water over there. Um, that could be cool. And then going back with the, the, uh, the, the pots, the pride of the South, I used to call it POS, but the pots, the pride of the South on Lake Mitchell, who got hit hard by tornadoes this past week. So mm. praying for those guys, thinking about the folks down there, uh, single day winning weight in that one, um, in the, in the pots division over there on Lake Mitchell, um, so make sure you get those picks in by midnight tonight, Wednesday, March 31st. We'd love to, uh, love to give away or put you guys on our leaderboard. And, um, so you're just going to battle it out for the April you pick them trophy. That's a coded piece of equipment. It's up there on my, on my windowsill right there, but we've got the small one. Okay. We have the version one. You guys are, are, are basically going for version two, which is a, a good size one. And I'm really thinking about if this goes well this year, David. Okay. I'm thinking about next year. Have you seen? Yeah, I know you've seen them, right? The Karate Kid trophies that are like yes. seven feet tall. <laughs> 
I'm really thinking we do a Karate Kid trophy, like for the championship. We'll do like one big championship at the end or something. I think we do a Karate Kid trophy that's like six feet tall with a ginormous fish on it. You know, I think it'd just be so rad. We'll, we'll figure something out on that one. We'll cover it in fish and lure. I don't know. We'll come up with something, but uh, we'll uh, we'll go that route. We'll, let's take a quick little break. When we come back, we'll do some news and notes, talk about something that's really irritating the shit out of me. And then uh, we'll get you guys back on the water right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. As bass fishermen, we love having gear that lets us spend more time on the water. But what happens when your battery dies and you can't make it back to the ramp? Well, eliminate your fear with Rely On Lithium Batteries. These batteries are essential when starting and running your boat. They offer shorter charge times and more usable capacity without any late-day voltage sag. They're also incredibly lightweight compared to lead-acid batteries and are practically maintenance-free. Rely On Batteries let you focus on your next big catch so you can make it back to the ramp in time for weigh-in. Learn more at relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code anglerschannel for 10% off. That's relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel for 10% off using the code anglerschannel at checkout. What are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely On Lithium today. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. From dawn to midday to dusk, the sun's rays dance across the water and the sparkling light beckons. The abundant shorelines invite you to play or sail or simply behold. This is where champions fish and families gather to unwind. It's Lake Hartwell and Anderson is the gateway to its wonders. Walk on a pier, float all day, and restore your soul in this beautiful oasis. Visit Anderson, South Carolina's bright spot. Discover more at visitanderson.com and visitlakehartwell.com. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Time for a few news and notes brought to you by our friends at Humber Electronics, Men Coda Total Motors, and Talent and Raptor Shallow Water Anchors. More technology, more control, more fish. Hashtag One Boat Network. Find out more online at hummingbird.com and mencodamotors.com. And for Ryan, uh, go ahead and let you know now there will be a pretty cool little Men Coda Hummingbird video coming with Bill Lowen that I was able to uh, spend some time with Bill last week and shoot. And we actually got to do quite a bit of stuff together on uh, Wednesday, hanging out with uh, with the champs. So that was a lot of fun and uh, very, very cool to uh, to spend that time with him. So look for that coming soon. 
Uh, I think you'll like it. So, all right. <clears throat> Everybody who listens to this show knows that I'm an Auburn fan. I am an Auburn University fan, and I am an Auburn High School fan because, well, my kids go to school there. My son plays basketball there. But I want to say Steve Kennedy has said this probably in the best possible way when he says, for the, and I quote, for the first time in my life, I'm embarrassed to wear this hat. They allow full contact sports with fans, but won't allow two students to fish in a boat outdoors. Hashtag hypocrisy, hashtag Auburn University. This is the biggest bunch of shit I have seen, read, heard, or listened to in God knows how long. Apparently, um, I need to find the memorandum so I can fully read it to you because it's it's bad um, and it's really freaking stupid is what it is. So let me find this real fast. A memorandum was sent out um, to the Auburn University Bass Fishing Club back on March 28th. Says this memo is to inform you that effective immediately, the Auburn University Bass Fishing Club has been suspended as a club sport team and student organization until December 31st, 2021. The decision is in response to the club's, let's see, repeated violation of Auburn University's COVID 19 policy regarding travel and events. These violations occurred in July of 2020, February of 21, and March of 21. During this period of suspension, no member of the club um, can recruit for, compete, or represent the Auburn University Basketball Club in any capacity. This includes wearing Auburn University uh, uniforms, the boat wraps, um, social media platforms, um, including, but not limited to, YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, and Instagram. Governing bodies of your sport and fellow SEC schools will be notified of this suspension, and Auburn University Bass Club is not eligible for competition during the time frame. There's a lot more to it. I'm trying to get a better version of it. I have reached out to Logan Parks, who is the – I guess was, still is, the Auburn University bass fishing team president. I've also sent emails to um, Keegan Ashby, who if you who is the assistant director of competitive sports, which if you'd like to send an email to him or her, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not being real, I just don't know. The, the email address there is kta0009 at auburn.edu. And I've also sent an email to Jennifer Jarvis, who's the executive director. Her email is J-A-R-V-I-J-E at auburn.edu. And I have asked for, repeatedly, a comment on this. I've reached out to Logan. Logan's a friend of mine to see if he wanted to be on the show or talk about this. I've not yet got a comment back from him either. Basically, what they're saying is... They're in violation of COVID-19 protocols and travel, which if you look back in July of 2022, or July of 2020, excuse me, there was an FLW college event on Fort Gibson. There were 63 teams there. Auburn was one of them. 
They had an 18th place finish who was one guy by himself in a damn boat. And they had a 22nd place finish that was a team. Two guys in a boat, traveled together, been together, and were still 20 feet apart. Now, I have been in and at at two. I've done a lot of work around tournaments in 2020 and COVID. I know the protocols. I know the things that have to happen. There were no meetings. There were masks. There was social distancing the whole nine yards. I photographed said events during this time frame. Same thing happened. Same thing has been, same thing. All the protocols have been in place. February 2021, there was a Harris Chain event. Auburn competed in. They had a fourth place, a fifth place, and a 14th place with 150 teams present. And then in March, there will be another event on FLW side as well. Best I can tell, that's probably what caused this, this deal. Now, scouring Facebook, I've come across, or in social media and other news outlets, I've come across a few things that may give a little more to this. But the thing that gets me is, is there was no warning. There was a simple memorandum, memo sent, and a phone call that, from what I understand, says, this is the way it is. And the phone hung up. No chance to explain. No chance to give you more details. But according to uh, Kathy Bowers Parks, who is Logan Parks' mom, Logan is the uh, the president for the Elmer Bass Fishing Club. Um, now, again, this is a club, right? This is a club. There's no scholarships at Auburn for fishing at all. Auburn does not pay, to my knowledge, Auburn does not pay any money to the Bass Fishing Club, they simply lend the name Auburn University Bass Fishing Club. That's all they do. The kids have paid for their jerseys. They paid for the boat wraps. They pay their entry fees. They pay their hotels, their gas, all that. Fishing lures, rods, reels, whatever. Boats, you name it. Any money they make off a tournament goes into a pot. That pot goes out to help fund future tournaments is my understanding of everything. But Logan's mom went on to say that the team is accused of violating the AU travel ban on three occasions. One occasion was early on and was an honest misunderstanding by the club on what the rules were. The other two dates involved trips where they had permission to fish unaffiliated which also was allowed by other universities such as Alabama, North Alabama, and others to do the same. Now, I have heard tournament directors say this. If your school is on a travel ban and you want to come fish, you are allowed to, just not under the, 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 the school's affiliation, right? I have heard tournament directors say that out loud. So I know that is a thing. They were stripped of their rights to wear their jerseys, which the, which the students paid for, use their boats with the AU wraps, which parents and sponsors paid for. They can't continue their podcast, but the team paid for all the recording equipment, and the new Reclamation YouTube series can no longer air. If you've seen it, I have. It's pretty damn good. All right? In addition, the officers were stripped of their positions. So... No secretary, no vice president, no president, nothing. All right? And, I mean, 
this is stupid because these guys have been in the top 10 of school of the year consistently. Look at the guys that come out of this come out of this team. Matt Lee, Jordan Lee, Shane Powell, who just won a big event on Ufala in the ABT and wins probably 80 or 90 grand a year just fishing local, right? Look at all that. They I I'm just I I don't even know where to go with this. I I'm appalled. There is a petition out on Facebook and we'll put it over on um on our page as well that you can sign. I think they're up to let me see what it is now where they're at as we're recording this. I think they're up to 20,000, 21,000 have signed this petition to get uh, the team reinstated. I mean, they won a um what they win. They won the Major League Fishing College Faceoff Champion back in 2019. So, it's not like that they sucked at fishing. They're pretty damn good. But the fact that nobody is stepping up and saying this is what happened is completely asinine, in my opinion. I'll shut up now, David. I do find it odd that, again, you know, out of all the different clubs or different things that can happen at the at Auburn University that they decide to pick on the fishing club. I'd find that really odd, uh, but maybe it's a scapegoat. Maybe they're trying to, I don't know, show that they're trying to take this whole COVID thing seriously, but Well, it's, yeah. you know, I mean, it's a damn good time to take it seriously after everybody's been freaking vaccinated, and now it's really not that big of a scare. I know it's still there. There's still a clear and present danger, but still, yeah. you've got football with freaking fans in the stands, right? Yep. A damn yep. contact sport. You got basketball. Where, of course, Auburn sucked this year, but still, there's kids beating and banging around. I know they're all tested. Everything's going through that. You've got people playing sports, gymnastics and women's basketball and golf and all these sports that are playing. Of course, they're school-funded. All these sports that are playing. But then you've got fishing, which is the most social distance sport known to man. These guys fishing as teams, right? They travel together. They're in the same car together. They're, they room together. They're on the boat 12 hours a day together. They study together at night in the hotel rooms or the house or wherever they're staying. I mean, I don't get – I just don't get it. And now you're going to take yeah. seniors. This is our last year to fish yeah. on a college-level program, and you're going to strip it away. And, you, and I, I heard somebody say the other day, well, you know – NCAA gave, you know, due to COVID, they gave them a, a, another year eligibility. That doesn't count for fishing. You're losing that year. You're losing this year if you're a senior. It's not there. And this is the most asinine thing. And I would love for somebody to Auburn to give me a call. All right? Just give me a call. I'll give you my personal damn cell phone number. Okay? To call me and explain to me what the hell is all about. Because it's freaking stupid. And I'm absolutely pissed off by it. I'm embarrassed by it, for one. Thank God my kids go to the high school and not the damn university. But, I mean, if I sound mad, it's because I am. Because it's stupid. And it's not just because it's Auburn. I didn't graduate from there. My kids live there. I've been a fan there for years. But it could have been any school in the country, and I still would have been this pissed off about it. Because college fishing 
is, I mean, look at high school fishing. If they had high school fishing when you were out in school, David, yeah, I probably wouldn't be in this industry right now. I'd be doing something else. I don't know. Yeah. If, if they had college fishing, I'd done a lot better in school. I probably would have stayed in school, <laughs> right? And, and, and gone a little further in life. This is a big deal. Yeah. It's a really, really big deal. You know, you've got kids that didn't play other sports growing up because they love to fish. Then it becomes an organized sport in high school. Then they can go to college and do it, and it gets bigger and bigger. You got people that are in the industry now because they were in college fishing. Yep. Matt Lee, yep. Jordan Lee went to the freaking Bassmaster effing Classic because of Auburn Dam University and this fishing team. And now we're just going to say, eh, you're suspended because you broke protocol. We're not going to tell you why. We're going to hang up the phone, and we'll see you January 1, 2022. Yeah. I don't get it. It's bullshit, in my opinion. 256-535-3217, X-Zone Hotline. Would love to know your thoughts and opinions. I'm pretty sure I already know most of them. Would love to know your thoughts and opinions. I will give you those email addresses again. So you can shoot an email. I would, I'm waiting for an email in return. I would love to hear. Keegan Ashby, KTA0009 at auburn.edu. He is the assistant director of competitive sports. He's the one that sent the memo out. Jennifer Jarvis, who is the executive director, Jarvi, J-E, J-A-R-V-I-J-E at auburn.edu. I would, uh, you guys can send them emails. You can also send an email. I'll just go ahead and do it. I don't care. <laughs> you can also send an email to Dr. Jay Goge, the president of Auburn University, G O G U E O 8 at auburn.edu. You can also, or at to uh, Bowles, B O L E S at auburn.edu. Dr. Bobby Woodward, who's the Senior VP of Student Affairs, BRW0016 at auburn.edu. Send them too. I'm pretty pissed off about it. And if you don't believe me, just ask. I'll tell you about it. These guys are running rap boats. Can't run them anymore. Guys are wearing the jerseys. Can't wear them anymore. That, I mean, you just it's you totally screwed. Totally screwed a fishing team here. And Auburn University, you have no freaking idea what you've done. These kids were the people in this industry because, by God, we're not just a little bitty, you know, redneck fishing team out here. These kids were doing something. They were going somewhere. And what you've done is completely asinine. So, hope you guys figure that out. 256-535-3217. I'd love a call. I'd love a text. Uh, Let me know your thoughts. Because uh, I hope you're pretty pissed off about it as much as I am. So, but anyway, sorry, David. I'm sorry for you to be hey. the brunt of of, of my uh, my frustration this week. No, I, I saw the that I believe it was uh, that news started circling. I think on Saturday. I believe it was Saturday, if not Sunday. And I was tempted to t- to tease you about it, but I didn't want to poke the bear. So. So I knew they was probably already poked and ready to uh, unleash. So yeah, my, yeah. Somebody poked that bear really early, but it wasn't regarding Auburn Auburn University fishing. But <laughs> I I you know I I did hear about it and I, I read about it and I've reached out to a number of people to get more information about it and um, I'm just not getting the answers that I want to hear. Uh, basically, I'm just not getting answers. Period. 
And yeah. uh, not that I'm anybody um, at all, but um, I feel like as a member of the media, when we ask for a you know for a comment, even if it's no comment at all, which says a lot, you know, I'd like to hear something. Um, but I just I can't believe. I just I really honestly can't believe they're going to suspend these kids uh, for this period of time because I mean it's God Almighty it's it's such bullshit. Um, yep. I'm sorry, it is absolute bullshit. So anyway, with that, we will uh, we will make sure you guys um, again two five six five three five three two one seven Exxon Hotline. Um, shoot me a text, leave me a voice memo. I'd love that. Correct, you know, do a voice memo on your phone. Email it to us or text it to us, 256-535-3217. Voice your frustration uh, with your permission. I may play on the show. You never can tell. But um, I'm I'm pretty torn by it. I'm going to get a little more information or try to on this deal as well, and uh, and we'll continue updating you with it as much as we can. So, But you got a big week planned other than watching KG win a Toyota series? Uh, I believe it's Easter this weekend. Is, is it this weekend? It is Easter weekend. That is for sure. Easter weekend, and my son is playing a basketball tournament in um, freaking um, Louisville, Kentucky. So, yeah. So, okay. you know where I'll be but uh, <laughs> on, on Easter freaking weekend. But I can't, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, it is what it is. But, no, I think uh, – no, actually, you know what? There, it, It's – well, I'll be, you know, I know that we, we guys just got done talking about, pro, you know, COVID protocols, but uh, it'll be time spent with my, my family on Sunday and then my, my sister-in-law and them on Saturday. So just some quality family time because the water's, you know, it's a lot of the ice is gone. So I might be <laughs> away from home more often. So, but yeah, family time before Easter. I understand that you gotta you gotta get it while you can because you're right. Once it uh, once it warms up, of course here in Alabama, uh, it's gonna be 63 degrees today and an 80 percent chance of thunderstorms, which they're saying we're going to have up to five inches of rain. And you'll love this: on Thursday, our low is 34, our high is 49. On Friday, our low is 29. And our high is 55. And on Saturday, 65 with a low of 35. So, yeah, we thought spring was here, but then it says, oh, wait, there's Easter. Screw you. Here we go. It's going to get cold. So, yeah, so that's good times. And I've got a truck in the uh, on blocks in the driveway that I'm still trying to fix. So, we uh, we won't get into all that. We'll let that be. So, <laughs> folks, make sure you check out anglerchannel.com and click on the tournaments tab for more events across the country this week. If you don't see a tournament, make sure you click the submit tournament tab, which a few folks have done. And I really, really appreciate that here lately. That's good to know. And uh, we're getting your tournaments added to the, uh, to the tournament list. And uh, we will get you guys fixed out. And as always, if you made it this far in the show, we greatly appreciate you. See, look, the, the, the close is already starting to run, and I hadn't even got there yet, so let me move that out of the way. We're, we, we've gone that long. And it's just the two of us, which has been a lot of fun. But as always, you've made it this far, folks. Thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate you for listening. We also encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast app. And we ask if you like the show to go ahead and share it with your mom and them. And feel free to chime in, as always, and give us your thoughts and opinions. If you get the X-Zone hotline, one more time, 256-535-3217. On behalf of our guest tonight, the one and only Mr. Ryan McCarthy. He's not new. He's loyal. I learned that. He's a good dude. For the AC Circus, well, for David Zong, I'm Chris Brown. 
Guys, have a great week and weekend. And as always, God bless good fishing. Wash your damn hands. Wear your damn life jackets. Reinstate my Auburn freaking fishing team. And wear that PFD and buckle it up. Guys, have a great Easter. And uh, we'll see you next week. Don't take it personal. It is. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource. 